Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships and our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family, and in every episode, we consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women, and I founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And on most days, I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. On this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Michelle Birnbaum, one of my favorite work-life experts. We met back in the day when she was shepherding MetLife onto the Working Mother 100 Best Companies list year after year as head of work-life and global diversity and inclusion. Uh, Today, she consults with work-life vendors, think tanks, and businesses to create the programs and policies and research that we all need to make our workplace cultures what they need to be. So... Welcome, Michelle. Welcome to the Breadwinners. So glad to be here, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. So at the Breadwinners, now I'm talking about us in third person now. I don't know what's happened. But in any case, we always start our conversations with a stat or a thought or trend, that sort of thing. And so I thought the big trend right now for us all is that school is back in session. And geez, Louise, as a working parent myself, it was touch and go there for a while. And now we're kind of settling into what this means. So I'm kind of wondering, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's very true. And as a result of this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, life as we know it, it's changed dramatically, like for so many. And so it's such a different experience from what it once was. You know, so many of us have spent the past several months juggling, you know, new parenting responsibilities, their children stay home, businesses and childcare programs remain closed. And schools shifted to online or hybrid models, and some have even started re-entering on five full days. I mean, it's taken a lot of effort, creativity, you know, calendaring and planning to to keep rolling in this environment. It's always what I ask, like, so how how many days is your kid in? Like, I'm always it's like like we have new ways to talk about things, right? Hundred really? yeah, percent. It's not consistent. I mean, depending on how many children you have, oh, yeah. I have a middle schooler that's in twice a week and an elementary schooler that's in five days, but it started out being three days. So, you know, it's really over time. Wow. And then we have a whole new, we have an, there's an etiquette of like how we talk about it, you know, or, or the etiquette of what well the got the school gossips change too right well, I mean, every every day it's changing right it's all a matter of how well your town communicates how aligned everybody yeah. is i mean how how homogenous or heterogeneous your your community is in terms of the kind of work stay at home versus full-time working dual income dual income couples it's very very interesting what's going on right now i would say one day someone's absent from school and everybody wonders what that means. Are they getting tested? Are they coming back? I mean, I, I was talking to someone the other day and, you know, there was one child out of school. All of a sudden that's the hot topic. Like so-and-so is out of school today. What's going on? And so we're in such a different environment. People are nervous. We've had to make choices. Some people still have options to change their choices. Uh, yes. There's a lot to consider. You know, do you, if you have the option of full-time versus remote, how do you decide? How do you weigh the risks and the benefits? Um, I think it varies from family to family and it's a very personal decision, but you know, no two towns, no two, no two families are alike. And, and I think in the workplace, this creates a bit of a challenge as well because, yeah. you know, everything's on the table. 
Right. And you could see the table from my Zoom camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, 100%. I mean, now where we sort of tried to keep, in some ways, bringing our whole selves to work, but I think in many ways over the years, people still have had some reservations about the stigma working parents may face, particularly working moms. And there's been studies about that. A lot of stuff is very visible. And in some ways, the companies that have had the most success in generating a better sense of community and fostering more employee engagement are the ones that are demonstrating empathy, that are embracing the transparency. And so when you're on a meeting and somebody walks in with a school question, it's sort of obvious. Like, And, and there's some sort of, in some cases, reward for those individuals that are still being successful and yet juggling this whole other area of responsibility. Yeah. Well, and the thing about the, like, just from the aspect of where will my kid be on a given day is that it's still that land hasn't firmed up. We're still on shifting sands because, oh, you know, yeah, your classroom can get shut down because of a case, you know, and rightfully so. I'm just saying that, oh, and now, so now my, my son isn't going in. You know, like now, oh, so now he's going to be home all day. We're going to be remote. And and I just, oh, Lordy Lou. And I have older kids. I always say I my my kids are dealing with pre-algebra on their own. So I that's good. I don't have well, to. I mean, honestly, working parents are really in a tough spot these days. Yeah. You know, juggling childcare and homeschooling on top of full-time work, it's like three full-time jobs. And it's become like a critical situation because you also don't have the same resources that in the same safe way that we're at your disposal in the past. You know, many employers used to tout backup childcare or access to daycare or, you know, folks could find sitters. In many cases, people are still not comfortable having non-family members in their home. Right. Many of the daycare centers are reserved really for essential workers in many, in many places. And then those few employers, like let's say a Patagonia that might have an on-site daycare center have limited spots. And there's a risk too, you know, right. children and parents need to understand what those options are. It's forced people to get creative, to equip their children with some tools to keep them independent. Yeah. You know, letting them know where the snacks are and you know <laughs> when to come and knock on the door if they need help. If we have, if we have a conference call for work, partnering with other families and neighbors, maybe for study groups or someone can supervise one day if they're remote, if someone needs help and they're on a call. It's across the board. I mean, there's not one size fits all here. And what are our old friends in the work life space? You know, the that working for the companies. Do you do you have a sense of what they're talking about now in terms of this? Because we knew the stresses of work and life before that we were doing, and now you're adding this whole aspect into it. If I'm employing these people, uh, meaning us. Like what are, I don't, I don't even know. I, I can't even formulate the question. I don't even know, like, how are you dealing nah. with employees that are being pulled in so many more directions, even harder? The pulls are even harder than they were before. 100%. So like with daycares and schools closed, so many employees, women especially, have been struggling. And, you know, I would say that the expectations are starting to change at work. So many companies are promoting flexible work arrangements and flexible schedules. So yeah. they're allowing remote work and they're also trying to be flexible where they can with schedules or shifts. You know, in some cases, yeah. it's not about at the end of the day, it's not about like clocking the hours of the nine to five or till whenever, but it's more about getting the work done in a way that's productive and convenient for both sides. Yeah. I mean, 
some companies like Facebook, for example, have suspended performance reviews and promotion cycles in this environment just because of the disparity on, on, of, across employees of what they're dealing with. Right. We've seen some companies offer some expanded parental leave policies and promoting the Coronavirus Family Act. And mm-hmm. we also have seen some changes to backup childcare policies. So, you know, many times the backup childcare was giving employees access to days in a center or in-home care. But now with, you know, the liabilities and people who may be a little bit trepidatious about going down that path, they're offering stipends hmm. you know, so that folks can take the money for the day and hire someone that they might know longer term or trust that might not be in a network of backup right. care. Many companies are also asking employees, what do you need? Yeah. And so with some of that, you know, some of them are offering access to online tutoring platforms helping putting, you know, money towards accounts so that when child A needs some extra help and mom or dad is, you know, working on a tight project, maybe there's a way to get access to some online learning support tools through the company. Because those subscriptions, some can be free, but many are not. (laughs) And they're also offering some convenience. Some companies, some in the tech field, especially are offering some other convenience services, which kind of follows their trend from before, like money towards Grubhub or some kind of food delivery service. You know, I, I learned doing some research in preparation for some of my upcoming articles, you know, there's some sites that are like marketplaces that employees, employers are getting access to through their employers and the employers are giving like monthly stipends and the employees can kind of buy what they want. So it could be anything from tutoring or medical needs to transportation or food delivery. And, you know, I would say the other piece of it is there's definitely some leniency with time and days off, some wellness days. Some companies are baking in wellness days and asking employees to take them. In many cases, the working parents or the people yeah. who are caring for other relatives use that to be with the person that needs their support, but mm-hmm. they're still getting it. And the other cool thing is creating these communities internally. So like you might have in your town a board where people in your community talk about different things. Inside corporations, they're creating sort of groups and chats, almost like circles online, forums. People can talk to each other about what they're dealing with. So it becomes a situation where you realize you're not the only person, you know? Yes. And I would say the managers and leaders are also being trained on ways to show empathy Mm -hmm. and to collaborate and have the conversations with their team. So when a leader shows they too are kind of juggling in in some ways, it humanizes them. And I think in some ways, while there may be some, you know, difficult obstacles to overcome as a result of this pandemic, especially for women in the workplace and how much they've advanced and and then, you know, what this pandemic means, there are going to be also some wins in the sense of like it added back humanity into the workplace to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Well, Speaking about like the articles that you've written and you've done a lot of great collections, there's you have a, one about resuming school, like it, kind of talking about the the equation that we're all dealing with about the education need, childcare need, the health need, the stress, the community, you know. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about like what you gather? What do we need to know now that we're all in school? Sure, no problem. So I had this opportunity to collaborate with Workplace Options on creating a a guide called Resuming School During COVID-19. So it's a resource guide for parents. And we, you know, the guide was created to help 
know, lighten this load on parents. There were so many things to think about, still are. Yes. Tips and resources about childcare, work-life integration, and alternative learning options. And also, you know, to help folks through this tough decision-making process, you know, to determine whether or not remote learning or, you know, in-person schooling was better for them. You know, when you think about navigating these choices, you have to think about what is going on in your school district, you know, like things like yeah. how... And it's constant. It's yeah, constant, it's, it's right? Constant, you know, how prepared are they? What mm-hmm. safety measures are being put into the place? What safety measures should be put, put into the place? You know, we talk about the, the guide kind of lists the CDC guidelines, other guidelines, helpful tips, things about communication, you know, how will the school communicate cases? What would be the protocol if there was a case in your child's class? Yep. What, what kind of supports are going to be there for the children and for the staff? I mean, school is an opportunity for kids to learn academically, socially, behaviorally. Mm, yeah. You know, so much of the, the community gets nutrition at school. So there's a lot on the table from how strong is the online component? How available will the staff be? Will there be any screenings? Um, how will transportation work out? So yeah. we went through, like, so this was co-authored. I was one of the authors and in partnering with them, you know, there was some work done on outlining a lot of the variables to consider, you know, in terms of concretely, what, what are the protocols in place? What are the, what are the tools? What kind of PPE is required? What will be in the yeah. school to, you know, how does your children learn? What kind of services do they need? What do the online programs look like? How old your child is? I mean, we talk about what the American Academy of Pediatrics had recommendations and the psychological benefits of back to school, but yet you need to look into your own household and wonder, you know, is there anyone that's immunocompromised? Um, mm-hmm. Children have any particular needs for learning that would benefit being in school or being at home? Are there any issues in terms of the parents' work schedules? You may have essential workers or in the household or those who can't be on site and working remotely. How would you handle that? And it's a luxury to have had a choice. Some districts imposed sort of some strict guidelines and went all remote. And so in those cases, it's more about there's pieces in there for the folks that once you're in your situation or you've made your choice, what are some of the tools at your disposal, resources in your community, ways to leverage your community and your neighbors and your family, Mm -hmm. leverage supplemental learning opportunities, what are some safe ways to foster socialization for your children with others. It's a lot. So this is a, about a thousand pages long, right? No, it's really not. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. It's a good read. And oh, it important. is. I've read it and I love it. I'm just, I mean, there is just so much. There's it's a lot, so but I will say it's, it's written in a conversational way yep. and we can definitely share where it's located and all of that. But oh, we will put it in the description. You'll have a link to it. You know, in hearing this, it, these are all the things I have been thinking about in my own family and that you read about, but it's like scattered. That's what's, what is so nice, nice about this guide is that it pulls all those, all those threads in. Yeah. To bring them, to weave them all together. Because well, it is even, even the the- for the families like, you know, when you're in it, you sometimes can't think about it, but even just where yeah. you can start from, you know, making a schedule, setting up a designated workplace, you know, what supplies do you need? Realizing like headphones are probably critical if you're going to be working in a space, like an apartment, for example, close to your child. They should have headphones if they're on Zooms all day. So that way, if yep, you're we're on that. <laughs> you're it. Yep. Do you have any older siblings that can help out 
what kind of time can you carve out maybe on your lunch break that you can take a walk with your, your kid to get some physical exercise if they have a lot of remote days? And in terms of, you know, equipping your child, you know, for getting into school where they may be designated, like put in designated pods where they don't see their friends and that's hard for them. Yeah. How can they, what kind of activities can they engage in, you know, from elementary and preschool to high school that are safe, whether it's an outdoor art class or hiring coaches or community sports leagues and how are they able to continue the sport in a COVID safe way? Things like that in there too. I think it's very hard to think outside the box when you're stressed. And so, you know, it's a lot for parents to handle everything now in this new environment, plus the anxiety of the virus itself and catching it. This is here to help them get started. Having just traveled myself, when you're outside of your own pod and you can't control for everything too, that's when the stresses really present them to yourself, I think. And like having our kids in school now, it was difficult to have everybody home all day, every day in the summer. But now that we're in motion, it's nice to have help in figuring all this out. So, yeah, so oh, thank well, you. I mean, we're entering some uncharted waters, right? And there's opportunity here. I mean, in some ways, we can also look to reframe how we see the situation at times. And that takes effort because many yep. have a lot on our plates. You know, that oxygen mask analogy, it's so it's used so often. And I'm sorry, but it's true. Oh. I just used it yesterday. I it, it's, it's, you know, it's funny because it's true. It's real. It's used because it's true. Well, you, you know? need to take a little time for yourself. None of us were meant to have this much time together. But the fact is, from, <laughs> from you know, young children, very young preschool age and younger to our, you know, junior, middle school and high school children. Now we have this opportunity to have time with them for, for better or for worse. There's going to definitely be some you know, bumps along the way, right. getting some breaks, going for walks, uh, you know, getting some independence. It's going to be helpful for everybody to kind of keep level-headed, reduce some stress. Exercise is key. And, and we talk about that too. I mean, yeah, yeah. self-care is definitely an important thing to not neglect uh, in this environment for so yeah. many reasons. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is unlike any other, but at the same time, we get a glimpse into our child's learning we can see what's going on when there's time. <laughs> yes. There could be some silver linings in this. It's just sometimes we're floating on the edge of this silver lining. Do you think there is, yeah, that, that I don't know, can you forecast? Because I think there's a, the next chapter is starting now that it, because it was all about getting our kids back to school, right? In some form and the school year starting, what did it, and now that we've kind of, we're in it, you know, like, like the holidays are coming, oh, like, gosh. you know, stuff like that. I, I, so yeah. looking ahead, there's definitely, okay, so a couple of things. In many places where we, you know, school has started in one way or another, whether it's fully remote. I mean, I have family in, for example, New Jersey, where in many towns, it's remote only. Mm -hmm. And then where I live, for example, elementary is full five days, but other levels of school might be two days in or every other day. I think what we're seeing is the counts were low when the in-person options were being suggested and let and used. Mm. If they stay low, we can keep doing it. If they start to rise, right. we're going to have to be prepared to pivot here. And I think that's also something that the guide talks about is just the preparations and being ready to pivot. And what's your backup plan? Yeah. You know, pretty soon, many of the colleges have changed when breaks are starting. They started school earlier and they're going to come on break soon. Probably some starting to come home in November. 
It's mm-hmm. good to be seeing what the impact of, you know, kids coming off of a college campus and coming home who may have, you know, family members who either work in the schools, you know, just are in town, are connected to other families or have siblings who siblings, have, right. you know, people have also had a little bit of COVID fatigue where we've been doing okay for a while and yep. we've been letting our guard down. I think we need to start remembering, like, we, we can't do that. And as, as it starts to get colder in many parts of the country, there's going to be some decisions and, you know, hard choices that need to be made. I think we know enough that masks are helpful and whether or not, you know, you, you have the luxury of securing one of those outdoor heaters or fire pits, depending on where you live. Right. Be able to extend your outdoor uh, get togethers and time to socialize a little bit further. But at some point we're going to be in, in some pretty cold, uncomfortable weather and who knows, you know, it's a question of how we handle it. And I think, I think it's interesting, like how certain families communicate if they're on the same page, you know, as you think about who your kids are doing study groups with, if they are, or hangouts with, or playdates, you know, it's, it's important to have certain conversations of the expectation. Like my child has to wear a mask if they come in your house to use the restroom. Or I prefer the playdate to be outside unless it's pouring. And then if they come in, you know, so just even aligning on what, what the expectations are, even with caregivers who come, it's critical because for everyone's safety. We just don't want to, if the numbers go up, school will likely go remote and more more will fall on the parents at home. Yeah. We, we really, it's, it's all a matter of citizenship. We all need to band together and be super safe so that we can have nice things like school. Yes. (laughs) But, and also, but I would say also some sensitivity in that not everybody knows what they don't know, you know? And so, you know, sometimes giving some folks the benefit of the doubt, there are going to be some teachable moments, you know, assuming the best in people. If you, I've been to a yeah. restaurant to get takeout and I've seen some of the folks behind the counter and their mask was underneath their nose and just, you know, friendly pointing it out. Like, you know, that doesn't do anything that's down there. <laughs> so I think some people make mistakes and it's important to learn from them. We're all in this together. But to be aware and to be transparent of where you stand is, I think, really important as other folks need to make decisions on what they're going to do as well. Well, I love that. Well, this has been great. Thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. And oh, my goodness. Our guest today was workplace expert Michelle Birnbaum. If you want to get that resource guide, scroll down the links right there in the description. And you'll find links to everything we talked about in your descriptions wherever you listen to podcasts. So Visit us anytime at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, to share your story, offer some feedback. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.